The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum to all listeners and viewers. Welcome to the Health and Fitness Show. Uh, I'm your host for today, Suleiman Rafiq, and I'm absolutely delighted to share with listeners that the main man himself, <laughs> Mr. Fahad Matin, is back where he belongs. Where well, he belongs in the hot seat, but he's back in the studio. Uh, Fahad, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam, brother. Alhamdulillah, how are you? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Great, great. It's really brought a smile to my face to see you back in here today, back together. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> 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 alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So and it's so nice of you to um, offer me the hot seat. Unfortunately, I'm not prepared for the show today. <laughs> it's your show today, so okay. carry on with your show well, and I I'm will sh- be there for you uh, uh, as a first base to support you as best as I can. Fantastic. I'm sure listeners will be delighted to hear that. You'll be back in the hot seat soon. Inshallah. Inshallah. And so just to remind everyone that this program is broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on Thursday, the 11th of April. Uh, 2019 at 6 p.m. casting its positive vibes to all the lovely people in Luton and surrounding areas as well as reaching listeners via the Inspire FM website. If you prefer to watch as well as listen, you can view us via Facebook and all you have to go all you have to do is go to the Inspire FM Facebook page and click on our live link. If you are listening to this show on Sunday or any other Thursday, then it is a repeat. So, as you know, we cover different health topics each week. And today we will be covering two topics in one show. So, Fahad, buy one, get one free. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, you like it's, always, it's always nice to have one, uh, one plus one. One plus one. Is equals to 11. <laughs> Very good. And in the first half of today's show, we will be focusing on sleep. And the second half, we will be discussing social media. And hopefully we won't be sleeping while we are doing the show. I think that's, that's <laughs> our job, to keep everyone awake. Awake, alhamdulillah. So pressure's on. And um, so just before we get into the uh, details of today's show, as mm-hmm. listeners will hopefully know by now, I'm really uh, passionate about the power of eating many more fruit and vegetables. And in that vein, I'm delighted to share that in Luton, Mm -hmm. uh, throughout April and as part of the Luton Food Plan, we're going to have a number of community gardens uh, and growing areas who will be opening up their spaces to Lutonians Mm -hmm. to come and get involved. So there'll be a couple of days next week Mm -hmm. uh, in Luton. And I know as parents, great half-term, free half-term activity Mm -hmm. Uh, And as well as that, we will be having uh, more uh, big dig days throughout April. Big day. Big dig dig day. So if anyone would like more information on that, all they have to do is go to www.bigdig.org.uk or they can search Big Dig 2019 online. So... And while we are on on uh, announcements, today is do you know today is also the uh, World Dementia Day, uh, which is a bit kind of a, a surprise for me when I came to know about it. Okay, I didn't know yeah, that. Exactly. Yes. So yeah, uh, and 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 to be honest, um, I heard that um, sleep is very important for our body because mm-hmm. uh, it it not just uh, give us a relaxment, but it also allow our body to reset itself. So definitely, we will talk about more on how it resets itself absolutely and in 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 that vein we are absolutely delighted uh, to be joined by a national expert in this topic a sleep guru no less sleep guru an advisor at the sleep council Uh, welcome lisa and thank you for joining us on today's show 
thank you very much for having me. No, it's absolutely great. And just to remind viewers then, for the second half of today's show, we're going to be focusing on uh, social media and we're mm -hmm. going to be joined by a guest from the Royal Society of Public Health. And so we'll be speaking to Nee as a little bit later on. Uh, just before we crack on and discuss this in a bit more detail with Lisa, I'd just like to remind viewers, this is your show. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why we do it live. There's a reason why Fahad says, let's do it at six o'clock rather than, <laughs> you know, during the day. Yes, definitely. Uh, and that is so to allow you to get involved. And how can you do that? You can do that by calling 01582-481822. And what's the WhatsApp number, Fahad? 0779-481822. Fantastic. Great. Lisa, uh, thank you again for joining us. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and the role of the Sleep Council? Yes, of course. Um, I mean, the Sleep Council's been around for, oh gosh, about more than 20 years. Um, and it's an impartial advisory organisation. And our ethos is to raise awareness of the importance of a good night's sleep, to health and well-being, and just to provide some general helpful advice and tips on how to improve sleep quality mm -hmm. and create that perfect sleep environment. Fantastic. And I, I noted uh, you've, you've been referred to as a sleep guru. How long have you been uh, uh, studying <laughs> this topic for? So I've been with the Sleep Council for about eight years now as a sleep advisor. Um, and I give, obviously, sort of lots of common sense, practical advice over the phone to uh, consumers and the general public on how to sleep better, some sort of practical tips they can do. Anything medical related, we obviously signpost on to the relevant health professional because we're not trained um, as doctors or anything like that. We're very much about sort of preventative sleep health rather than going down the sleep disorder route. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, fantastic. And... Uh, when I was uh, studying this uh, or looking into doing a little bit of research around this topic for had mm -hmm. one of the things I was really surprised to see it was a report titled waking up to the health benefits of sleep and that showed that over half of the public have felt stressed about poor sleep is that something you recognize well yes definitely yeah. I personally yeah. do yeah, absolutely. I agree as well with that. It's, um, and, and I think poor sleep affects lots of us all the time. For some people, it's short-lived. You know, it's one or two nights. For others, it becomes a long-term problem. And you get into a very vicious circle when you become stressed about how you sleep because obviously stress and worry is kind of the biggest disturbance of sleep. But equally... When you're feeling stressed and worried, you can't sleep either. So it's kind mm. of like a knock-on effect. Yeah, it's like a vicious cycle almost. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was um, I was uh, with one of the doctors earlier um, last week, and we were chatting about sleep, uh, sleeping, and how best thing uh, we can do to enhance our sleep. And what he does, and what he was saying, it does that. My uh, my personal opinion, we should uh, switch off all the um, electronic devices uh, mm -hmm. like phone or or and all the all the interaction with the TV and so forth at least half an hour to an hour before sleep so our body can uh, wind itself down because when we keep ourselves uh, associated with phones and so forth or our TV uh, somehow our, our, we are still in the adrenaline mode it seems uh, and 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 it keep us awake for longer mm. and it, it and also not have a proper night sleep is that true it is, yeah. I mean, we would always sort of advise people to switch off sort of gadgets, and that includes the TV, preferably an hour before bedtime, but half an hour is better than nothing. Um, and the reason being that is, is the stimulation part of it. You know, obviously, if you're watching something like a horror movie or anything like that, it's not putting you in the right frame of mind for sleep. But also the light that emits from these devices, this blue light, that suppresses your melatonin levels. And melatonin is what you need to feel sleepy, which is why... In the lighter evenings now, now the clocks have gone forward. We feel a lot more alert in the evening than we did, say, several months, you know, a few months back. Um, and that's because when it's light, our melatonin's low, and that's what you—that's how you feel in the morning because your melatonin's low as well. And just in terms of uh, just taking it back a, a step, why why is it so important to have good quality sleep? 
I mean, you know, sleep, it's really funny, isn't it, that scientists have been figuring, trying to figure this out for years. We don't really know why we sleep, but we know that we do need it for our sort of physical, emotional and mental health and well-being. Um, and that when we sleep, it seems to be um, something that's restorative. So when we sleep, it helps us to kind of um, grow and repair tissue in the body. Our immune system becomes strengthened and the brain also repairs itself as well. And the thing is, if you don't sleep well, and we all know that the short-term effects is, is sort of you've, you've got impaired concentration, your memory's not as great, you feel grumpy, um, you're just not on top form, and then any sort of long-term effects can really impact on health, and it's everything from heart disease to stroke to um, dementia and Alzheimer's and things like obesity as well. Mm, interesting, interesting. And so... Um just in terms of for your average adult, how long should a person be aiming to sleep for? The general consensus is around seven to eight hours is the norm. Um, some people need a little bit less um, and some people need a little bit more. Like for me personally, I, I need to have more like eight to nine hours sleep to feel to feel at my sort of best. Wow, but, I must say that's some things. <laughs> I really like, I really love to know the, uh, the secret of your sleep because I really want to enjoy that. <laughs> I tell you what the biggest key is, and I know we'll probably come on to it later anyway. But the the biggest and best thing you can do for your sleep is actually to keep regular hours all the time. Um, and don't get me wrong, we you know we all have the odd late night where we might go to bed at, at later than we normally would. But I do generally try to stick to kind of the same bedtime and the same wake up time. All which the is time. which is. So I generally go to bed. I sort of go up to bed for about ten o'clock, and I like to be asleep by half past ten. And then I'm usually up by seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so wow. you need like eight to nine hours. Wow, I must say, uh, uh, um, um, that time is the, <laughs> that's the <laughs> evening time. <laughs> oh my goodness, you're putting me into shame, man. Come on. <laughs> so the first top tip from uh, Lisa is that we, I'll I, I tell you what, I hope my son's not listening because that means adults should have bedtime. Is, is that what we're taking from that? <laughs> and, and you know, that's the problem is that we're really, you know, we're very conscious about having, having sort of set bedtimes for our children and, you know, doing a nice wind down routine for them and actually forgetting that that same principle applies for adults too. Mm. Uh, you know, we do need a wind down routine and our bodies and brains actually love us for going to bed at the same time all the time. <laughs> mm. Interesting, interesting. So what should we do to wind ourselves down? So the, the key things really are, is to, it's, it's what I call that golden hour before bedtime. So that's when you should be switching off your gadgets and looking to do something else that's relaxing. And what I would say is make it whatever's personal to you. You know, if having a warm bath is not something you enjoy doing, don't do it. Uh, but, you know, if listening to soothing music or um, maybe listening to some like mindfulness, meditation's really, really popular these days as well. It could be like listening to an audio book. Um, there's lots of different things to do, even things like gentle yoga and, and things like that. But what you just don't want to be doing is still doing your laundry at sort of 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't want to be kind of scrolling through social media or checking your work emails. Um, it's, it's about making that time for yourself. And I think in today's busy world, we're also fast-paced and doing everything at 100 mile an hour that we're just not taking that time to just go it's time to relax now and if you think about it if you get into bed and your mind's going at 100 mile an hour and you just you know your whole body's kind of all tensed up and everything you're not going to drop off to sleep very easily are you mm-hmm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed, and 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 uh, Lisa. Okay, you have told us about what time the adults should have in the bedtime, which is at least, and your says, uh, seven to uh, eight to nine hours. <laughs> Ouch! I must say that that feel hurt saying it. But for kids, how long or minimum and maximum hours would you recommend for kids? Yeah, and at, at what age? Yeah, as a general rule of thumb, we sort of say under threes, and I'm not talking like newborns because obviously that's like a different situation, <laughs> isn't it, altogether? But under threes need around 12 hours sleep per night. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd be looking at sort of four to six year olds, about 10 and a half to 11 and a half hours a night. Hmm. And then you go sort of six to 12 year olds, 10, about 10 hours, and teenagers again around eight to nine. 
But like with everything, one size doesn't fit all. So you shouldn't worry too much if your child is getting maybe just a little bit less or a little bit more. It's if they're significantly getting a lot less, does that make sense? It's the same with adults. If if you get seven hours of sleep, that's fine. If you get six and a half hours, that's probably fine. But if you're regularly getting only five and a half hours, that's when you probably want to have a look at maybe your lifestyle habits, some of your sleep habits. And the same goes for the children as well. You know, a, a teenager who's said, you know, we should roughly get eight to nine. If they're only getting sort of six and a half, seven, you need to be thinking, hmm, is it because they're using their social media and is it waking them up in the middle of the night or, you know, are they staying up till midnight just so they can check what their friends are saying on Snapchat? So, you know, it's, it's just looking at things like that. You know, Lisa, you said about me time. I must say, um, uh, to be honest, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a complete opposite example on that. Uh, my me time is on on phone, and that's how I sleep without log. <laughs> and 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 in total um, uh, honesty, if I don't watch my phone before going to bed, I cannot sleep. And this is very odd and very awkward. Do you know what though? I it, the thing with sleep is. If, as long as you sleep well, it, I don't think it really matters to a certain extent what you do because if you sleep well, you're sleeping well. If, if you suddenly started realising that it's taking you 45 minutes to an hour to drop off to sleep, then I'd be telling you now's the time to stop using your phone before bedtime. It's having an effect on the time it takes for you to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. But it's the same with people with caffeine. Some people can drink it in the evening and, and, and go to bed and sleep perfectly well. Some people can't drink it after midday because it keeps them up at night. We're all different, but it's about being really sort of sensible about what you're doing and thinking, well, actually, I don't sleep well. Um, what am I doing that's maybe having a bit of an impact on that? Is it that I'm checking my phone? Is it that I'm drinking a little bit of alcohol too much at night time? Is it that I'm, I'm doing a, a cycling spin class and it's getting me all sort of revved up and I'm, then I'm not feeling <laughs> sleepy? Um, do you know what I mean? It's, it's sort of overhauling your own lifestyle habits, really. Fantastic, fantastic. So we've spoken a lot about phones and we've spoken a lot about individuals. So why don't some of our listeners uh, contact us via their phone? They can do this by calling 01582481822 or you can text or WhatsApp us on 0779481822. That number again, 0779481822. Uh, Lisa, you, you mentioned there around the longer days and uh, the impact that that has. Have you got any particular advice for people that might be uh, like uh, shift workers or taxi drivers that it might be their job that they have to, you know, practically work through the night and then yeah. trying, trying to sleep during the day? Is there any particular advice for them? Yeah, I mean, you know, shift work is probably one of the hardest things and really hard when it comes to sleep because unfortunately you know trying to sleep in the day is never going to be as good as sleeping at night time when it's quiet and it's dark and there's no distractions but what I would again sort of advise to people who do that and whether you know whether they're sort of in the emergency services like say taxi drivers or they work in a factory is Sort of when if you're if you've worked a night shift and you're coming home, one of the best things you can do is put. I know it sounds really stupid, is put a pair of sunglasses on, because what you're doing then is you're minimising that light. And you know I talked earlier about melatonin. Mm. Mm -hmm. So by putting a pair of dark sunglasses on, you, you you're sort of dimming that light ready for you, and that will help to get those melatonin levels start to increase a little bit, to start feeling sleepy. Um, and then what you want to do is obviously when you get home is you need to make sure that your bedroom is as dark as possible. So if you are a shift worker, you need to be using blackout blinds and really heavy light curtains because you need to be blocking out as much light as possible. Whether it's summer or even winter, you know, there is a lot of light that comes through the window and light is just the big one of the biggest factors in obviously disturbing sleep, um, which is, you know, as we sort of said, you know, when it comes to summer, we all tend to wake up a bit earlier in the morning or we don't mind getting up as much because that light helps those sort of groggy feelings diminish because your melatonin is subsiding. Mm -hmm. um, and with shift work as well, think about what you're eating and when you're eating as well because that can have a little bit of an impact on how well you sleep. 
Sure. Um, you can use earplugs as well to block out any kind of external noise. Um, and, the, and the trick is, is just to um, try and get as obviously as much sleep as possible. And if you find that you can't obviously for like a full seven hours in the daytime because of all the external disturbances that they are, you can have a you can almost break your sleep up into two sections if possible. And sort of have a, a sort of a core bit of sleep. Say, say you're getting at seven o'clock in the morning, maybe sleep from like eight till twelve or eight till one. Get up, have a bit of a day, and then maybe at tea time or just before you have to go out to work, try and have a bit of a power nap. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that will just help to kind of recharge the batteries and just kind of get you over the hill a little bit and just give you that bit more energy to kind of get through the rest of the evening. But shift work is really mm. hard. We've it had really a, is. We've had a, a message in from uh, one of our listeners here, and it's not a point that I necessarily thought about. Uh, can you oversleep? Uh, he's talking about here sleeping 13 hours on a weekend. Wow. Uh, I mean, uh, is there any uh, harm in I, I definitely need that guy's number, man. Come that's on. Uh, we'll, we'll sort that out later. <laughs> but, you know. But you know, there, hmm. there is actually research that says oversleeping is as bad for you as not, sleep, not sleeping enough. Um, and what I would say with someone who who's sleeping that much, and don't get me wrong, I like my sleep, you know that, <laughs> um, is... Are they sleeping 13 hours a week because they're trying to catch up on sleep that they've missed out on in the week? Mm. Or is there an underlying issue why they need to sleep so much? You know, it could be, you know, sometimes there can just be an underlying health issue there as well. Um, Generally, most people shouldn't need to sleep more than kind of nine hours. That's probably your sort of limit, unless you're like, Mm. you know, like under the weather and you're poorly and things like that. But... And, and teenagers, they sometimes do sleep at one point. Yeah, possibly um, a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, you you mentioned about Sleep Hub. What is a Sleep Hub, by the way? Is that a place where we all go and sleep? <laughs> oh, it's only that sounds fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> we all have our teddy bears and we we cuddle and we put a thumb in our mouth and just doze off. Just you, <laughs> just you. We have a sleep hub on our website, and that's just literally um, a place to go where there's lots of different information for people, whether it's to do with sleep disorders, um, general sleep matters, things to do with the bed, things to do with children. It's just like a massive sort of... We're just increasing it all the time with lots of information because, you know, we, we, we sort of hear and see that people... More and more people are wanting to find out more and more about sleep, which mm-hmm. is brilliant. Um, and it's just making people aware of, of the differences between what sleep disorders are and how you need medical help for those and actually you shouldn't suffer. There is there is things out there that you can do to help on what there is out there that just helps people who've just got like niggling sleep issues like, oh, I wake up at four o'clock every morning. I hate it. What can I do about that? They're the people we're trying to help. Sure. Mm. I mean, I, I had a quick look on the website and it really is very interactive and, um, you know, has different scenarios and different yeah. uh, tools. Um, there's even a teen, you mentioned there earlier about teenagers, there's even a section there for teenagers and various yeah. different people. So that's sleepcouncil.org.uk for anyone that would like to check that out. Is there any other kind of campaigns and stuff that you'd like to highlight that's coming from the Sleep Council? Yeah, I mean, we do. We have some annual awareness sort of campaigns that we hold throughout the year. We've just had National Bed Month, which runs in March, and that's where we look at how important the bed is to a good night's sleep because it mm. can be overlooked. You know, people can do all the things such as switching off their gadgets and having a dark bedroom, but then could be sleeping on a, a mattress with springs poking out of it and then wonder why they can't get comfortable in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have that campaign. And we also have um, Sleep Timber, which runs throughout September. <laughs> sleep Timber. Uh, sleep Timber. It's not, mm. a month, not a month where you get to sleep, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, that's, that was set up to sort of just highlight the benefits of, of what a good night's sleep brings to your health and well-being and how important it is, whether it's from how you look to how you perform. Um, it all covers all sorts of things. And then the other campaign that we run is called National Sleeping Day. And that's the day the clocks go back in October. Right. And we get the extra hour in bed. 
So it's about celebrating the fact that for once you can actually have a lazy, <laughs> lazy round in bed <laughs> for an hour. Mm, indeed, indeed it is. Well, it seems like we have a couple of shows coming up, like uh, Sleep Timber. <laughs> sleep timber yeah. Well, on, in the sleep timber, on, on the Sleep Timber show, we definitely want you in the studio. Oh, fab. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. <laughs> I'll just put you all to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're just uh, approaching our adverts very shortly. We've just got less than a minute. Lisa, is there any final kind of tips that you want to share with our listeners? I would just say, um, you know, for anybody who's not sleeping well, um, keeping a sleep diary is brilliant because it helps to kind of pinpoint maybe days where you sleep well and the days that you don't sleep well. And it can sometimes show you if it's to do with exercise or your diet or what time you've gone to bed. And I would just say it's so crucial to, to keep to have that wind down time. And Great. if possible, keep to those regular hours if fantastic. you can. Fantastic, that's fantastic. Thank you so much again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, it. Lisa. The time has passed no, thank you for so, having me. so, so rapidly. Uh, we're now approaching a short break, after which we will be discussing uh, social media and the impact on health. So don't go anywhere, and we'll be right back after this very short break, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Please do not message or call, as the following program is a rerun of a previous live show. Any announcements made during the repeat may now not be applicable. Assalamu alaikum and good evening to all our listeners and viewers. Welcome back to the Health and Fitness Show. I'm delighted to say that the main man himself, Mr. Fahad Matin, is back in the studio with us. Assalamu alaikum, Fahad. Wa alaikum assalam. How are you, brother? Alhamdulillah, brother. How are you? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. It's it's not easy, but uh, life is what it is, and we have to. Uh, carry on uh, life so alhamdulillah alhamdulillah absolutely, absolutely well said and just to remind uh, listeners and viewers if you're watching us on facebook this program is broadcasting live today on uh, thursday the 11th of april 2019 from the studios of inspire fm so good evening welcome back uh, hopefully listeners enjoyed the first half of today's show where we were focusing on sleep and hopefully you haven't fallen asleep or you haven't gone for a nap You still yeah. with us there, Fahad? Yes, indeed. I'm I'm bright and uh, bright, sunny and bushy tails, as it says. Fantastic. <laughs> no, I haven't got any tails yet, but hey ho. <laughs> good, good, good. And uh, the interesting part of the second half of today's show is that this was actually a topic that was suggested to us by a listener, who, uh, when asked a few weeks ago around what topics could we be discussing, suggested that we should be talking about the impact of social media on health what do you think about that yes indeed uh, social media have a very high impact on our health and well-being on a daily basis uh, we when we interact on social media we see all kind of posts uh, which can excite us uh, dull us uh, keep our adrenaline high or bring a mood down depending on what sort of news or views we are listening or looking into it if we agree and we like it we uh, we become happy if we don't like it we become depressed and sad if it's a sad news then we definitely go a mood down if it's a happy and joyful news we will be jumping up and down <laughs> uh, whether it's a music itself or it is uh, news itself uh, it carries on uh, but at the same time um, the other uh, 
things which uh, teenagers sometimes do see uh, because social media was uh, a teenager's trend uh, uh, 10 years ago <laughs> uh, but now it's everybody's cup of tea is that uh, they see all kind of things uh, and they see things which they don't supposed to see things so that's power of social media you see you know it's all on your fingertips everything is available uh, all you need to do is just look yeah fantastic fantastic so thank you so much for the for the listeners and their suggestions um, and we do uh, act upon it and that's an example here tonight if anyone does have any questions please do call us on 01582481822 or the whatsapp number is 0779481822 I repeat 0779481822 Fantastic. So, uh, I'm absolutely delighted to say that we're joined by an expert from the Royal Society of Public Health, uh, namely uh, Neve McDade. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, it's Neve. It's a difficult one to pronounce. No, fantastic. <laughs> ah, Neve. I thought Neil. Oh, right. no, no, Neve. <laughs> fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us, Neve, uh, in giving up your evening to, to be with us on the Health and Fitness Show live on Inspire FM. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and the Royal Society of Public Health? Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for having me. Um, so my name's yet yeah, Neve McDade, and I'm Senior Campaigns and Communications Executive here at RSPH. Um, we're an independent charity, and we're committed to improving and protecting the public's health. Um, so our primary focus is really health education, both for the public and those working in public health. Mm-hmm. But we do a whole range of things here, from education, training, uh, qualifications, and we also publish reports and campaign on various issues as well. Fantastic. And so one of the reports that was published uh, very recently was entitled uh, Hashtag uh, New Filters, uh, which was really around managing the impact of social media on young people's mental health and well-being. Just before we get into the details of that report and some of the recommendations, can you tell us a little bit around the background? Because I know there was a report also in 2017, uh, Hashtag Status of Mind, and what that found. Yeah, sure. So, yes, in early 2017, we conducted a UK-wide survey, and that was of 14 to 24-year-olds. And what we did was we asked them about five of the most popular social media platforms, so including Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, And the aim of that survey was really to find out how they felt about each of these platforms, how they felt they impacted on their mental health and well-being, both positively and negatively, and to make comparisons between these platforms. Um, as well as asking their views on a number of calls to action from that and policy recommendations for decision makers. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, based on those findings, we then published the Status of Mind report, which considered the impact of um, a variety of factors on young people's mental health and well-being. Okay, and then uh, from those five sites, was there any suggestion on which was the worst or which was the best for a person's health? <laughs> Yeah, so Instagram were not too happy with us. Um, they ranked as <laughs> worst for um, young people's mental health and well-being. Um, and YouTube came out as best. Oh, um, okay. I think YouTube's a bit more interactive. Mm-hmm. So I think that might have been one of those reasons. Whereas Instagram, you know, you see a photo and you kind of take what you want from it. So that might be one of the reasons it came out as worst. Interesting. So Instagram was, was ranked as the worst for... Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And what was the best one? YouTube. Uh, YouTube came out best. So, hmm. yeah. yeah. Interesting. People seem to like that the most, yeah. Uh, okay. And so if people want to find out more about that and the, and the research that was done, they can just uh, check out the uh, Status of Mind, uh, which is on your website? It is. It's on our website, yeah. Fantastic. And if you just Google uh, Status of Mind, you should find it. Great. And then there was a campaign more recently, uh, which you called Scroll Free September. Everything seems to happen in September. It was Sleep, Sleep September, Stoptober. And now uh, Scroll Free September. How how did that go? Skull Free. Yeah. (laughs) Scroll Free. (laughs) for September because it's it's almost the January for young people, I guess. Ah, okay. Okay, because, yeah. You start school, a lot of um, students. Ah. Freshers week. It's a good opportunity. No, Salman, it's nothing to do with my birthday. Come on. (laughs) Maybe that too. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. um, So we went for September. um, And, yeah, we launched that last year. So it was the world's first. A large-scale campaign um, which aimed at encouraging people to have a healthier relationship with social media and the idea was to reduce your use throughout September 
Um, and yeah, we were delighted with the feedback on the campaign, and it really did capture, you know, the public's imagination. Fantastic. Um, yeah, we actually had some really great stats from a, a survey we did with um, participants. So 99% actually said they would recommend taking part and three quarters successfully quit social media for the entire month. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that in terms of feedback on the um, the campaign. So we're happy to announce we'll be doing it again this year with School Free September 2019. Fantastic. That is, that is really high, isn't it? 75%. Yeah. Yeah. And how many of them gone back... That's the most interesting part. Yeah, we'll have to do another survey to find that out. But um, hopefully people have a a healthier relationship and a bit more of a balanced relationship this year. And we hope to have more people participating this year as well. Um, Officially 5,000 people actually signed up to the campaign last year. So that was great. Mm. Mm. Fantastic. So listeners, why not get involved? Perhaps share some of your tips on uh, how you manage your social media or not manage your social media use. You can do that by calling us on 01582481822 or you can text or WhatsApp us on 0779481822. Oh, definitely. As we are talking about social media, we are also live on Facebook live page. So why don't you guys get interacted? Guys means both guys, ladies, brothers and sisters and aunties and uncles and all those people who are watching us on social media. Okay, so we're encouraging social media use mm. for the, for the yeah. show. Um, Anita, uh, can I just now bring us forward to this uh, report that was published? Uh, literally, it was literally within the last few weeks, I think, wasn't it? The yeah, all yeah, parliamentary, yeah, group, and uh, it was entitled hashtag um, New Filters. Can you just t- uh, take us take us through that? Yeah, so this report provides a summary of the evidence we um, received over the last year. We've conducted an inquiry with the all-party parliamentary group on social media and young people's mental health and well-being. Um, and what the report does is it takes into account the range of evidence we received, the written um, evidence and oral evidence sessions, um, and really compiles those and makes some calls to action. Uh, such as? Um, so various calls to action have come from that report. Firstly, it's probably interesting to speak of some of the findings of that mm. report, if you'd like to hear those. Yeah. Some of the key findings are that four in five, so that's 80% of the UK public, believe tighter regulation is needed to address the impact of social media on the health of mental health and sorry um, well-being of young people. Um, almost two-thirds of young people reported social media to be a good source of health information, which is interesting, and we do know that social media has a range of benefits, so it's great to to hear that that is one of those. Um, However, we also found that children who spend more than three hours a day on social media are actually twice as likely to display symptoms of mental ill health, um, which is hugely worrying. Mm. Um, Also, you know, pressure to conform to beauty standards, um, you know, perpetuated online can really encourage harmful behaviours to achieve results. Some of these are body shame, disordered eating. We found that 46% of girls compared to 38% of all young people reported social media to have a negative impact on their self-esteem in particular, which is is worrying to hear. Sorry, can I ask what age range you're uh, referring to this when you say young people? Because young people start from two years to 25 years. Yeah, so when we're speaking about young people, we're looking at 14 to 24-year-olds. That specific group is who we looked at in the Status of Mind report. However, more widely, looking at young people in the inquiry, um, it was anyone under 24, so from babies right up to 24. Mm. I mean, that was that was quite a, quite a, a, a stat there, or quote there, in terms of children who spend more than three hours a day using social media are twice as likely to display mm-hmm. symptoms of mental ill health. And, you know, we've, we've discussed um, mental ill health quite a lot on the show, but never necessarily linked it back to social media usage. So when you said mental ill health, what do you mean by that? Well, it can mean a variety of things. So I think what, we're lo- what we were looking at was the negative impact it can have on, in terms of an, having a negative impact on your sleep, um, causing uh, having negative feelings around you know, your body image, anxiety and depression, those kinds of things. So a whole range of factors come into that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So those were kind of some of the key um, findings from the from mm. the inquiry. And then what 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 kind of um, what what are the RSPH uh, Royal Society of Public Health kind of calling for now? Yeah, so we've called upon um, the UK governments and devolved governments as well to establish a duty of care on all social media companies with registered users aged 24 and under. We think this is important to have it as 24 and under because this age group remain vulnerable, um, I think, at least until the age of 24. Um, and we've also called for a statutory code of conduct to be um, implemented, so guidance to be provided to those social media companies. Um, we've also called for the creation of a social media health alliance um, and we'd like this group to review the growing evidence base which there is out there um, and which we encourage more research to be um, committed to um, understanding the impact of social media on um, young people's mental health and well-being and to really vitally establish clear guidance for the public on this. Mm-hmm. And and what about uh, what's your take on the social media bullying, uh, which normally happens quite often? We hear in the news, we hear in 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 passings that there are people who have been bullied, uh, or been embarrassed, or been harassed uh, on social media, especially young kids between those ages. Yeah, I mean this is certainly an issue that came up quite a lot throughout our inquiry, and it's something that's very concerning, especially considering you know the lives are potentially being lost and have been lost due to the impact of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that a lot of it is about social media platforms themselves taking responsibility for what is allowed on their sites. The government have a role in regulating this as well, but also it's about digital resilience. It's about building that resilience amongst young people, also equipping parents and teachers with the knowledge and understanding of what is going on online um, and what young people are exposed to. Um, and just, you know, equipping them with the the kind of knowledge about what's okay and what's not okay. What isn't okay um, online also should should not be okay offline, and that's mm-hmm. what we try to rein home. Just had a question in from a, a listener in regards to the definition around social media. Um, so when we talk about social media, does that include um, online computer games online? So when we looked at social media within this report, um, in terms of the all-party parliamentary group, we were looking at all social media platforms, so anything that really had a social networking element to it, and that's a very broad term. So yes, it would include some forms of gaming um, platforms and various other platforms like that as well. Because mm, gaming nowadays, and in, in youngsters especially, well, some old people as well, like us, uh, who, who are addicted to games, uh, have these kind of things in the background where they are multiplayer games and they are live games and they can chit-chat and talk to each other mm. and say things to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what kind of practical, so, you know, we might have young people who are listening or parents who are listening and saying, okay, you know, it's clearly been identified that, um, as you say, there are some advantages to social media, but in terms of excessive social media use, there are there are some harms towards that. And what kind of um, tips or practical tools are there for any listeners who might want to reduce the amount of social media usage? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of ways you can do it, and our Scroll Free September campaign really does kind of give you some useful tips if you mm. want to check out the website. Mm-hmm. Um, but some ideas are, you know, not having your phone at the dinner table, um, put them away, enjoy your dinner with your family, and if you're out with your friends as well, you know, you don't need to take a selfie of absolutely everything that goes on on an evening. <laughs> okay, for her. You can you can enjoy yourself. I know I'm guilty of that anyway. But, <laughs> Um, not everything needs to be put as an Instagram story. Um, See? You know, not using your phone in the bedroom is another um, great way to improve not only your sleep, but also, you know, to have a bit more of a mindful time before you, you um, shut your eyes for the mm. evening. So, Suleiman, um, not everything on Instagram. Just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard because it feels like if you don't put it there, it didn't happen, but... It, it did, and um, <laughs> I think that's something, um, yeah, we need to remember. Yeah. Interestingly, Fahad, um, my sister-in-law shared with me, I mentioned that we, we were going to touch on social media on the show, and she said there's apparently there's an app now, or some, I guess an app, where you can set how long you want to spend on um, social media sites. So I'm only, you know, 15 minutes limit on yeah, X, Y. Is, is that, have you heard about that, Neve? 
Yeah, so I actually use it myself okay. on Instagram. There's a little um, tool which you can. Um, it's part of the phone. It's part of the phone setting. It's in my both phones, uh, and it set yeah. it up, and it gives me the, uh, the the definition of how many times I have picked up my phone, used my phone, and what site I have accessed in the day, and what are the top five sites or uh, apps which I have used, really? and till what time. Yes, it okay. it literally break down to that level, including uh, like WhatsApp or uh, or things like that. It also break down as in how many times of the day I've used it and how many times. I've I've spent on using these kind of things and so after a certain amount of time you can't use the app that for the rest of that day well i have not activated that option <laughs> yet <laughs> but that, Neve, that's something that you can set up if yeah it's certainly something you can that's, set up that's something which is a filter there for kids uh, and uh, it is because nowadays kids uh, when i said kids that means between uh, the ages of uh, two and ten uh, yeah. are very much addicted to all these kind of networks and i absolutely yeah. understand why uh, youtube been the top rating because um, most of the informations are available on youtube the dramas, the cartoons, mm. the the information videos, the uh, the hack tips uh, of how to do something, how to use something, and 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 bloggers who mm. just blog something out, uh, whether they're going on a plane or whether they're diving in the in the water. So they literally yeah. share anything and everything and how to do it. Mm. Isn't it true? Yeah. It's all there. Yeah, absolutely. So it might be set up for kids, but she uses she uses it so that she can uh, she can uh, make sure that she's studying and getting her getting her work done as well. So perhaps we can use those as adults now, given that we're all uh, spending a bit too much time on our phones. Yeah, perhaps exactly. I think what's important as well is for parents to kind of lead by example on this. Mm. You know, you've got to practice what you preach. So if you're telling your kids not to use their phone at the dinner table, but you're very much so using yours at all other times, then it's not really um, setting the right example. So I think that's something to be wary of as well. To be honest, Saman, in our household, uh, my dad has set up a rule saying no, no iPads, no phones, no nothing, and that's for everyone at the dinner table. At the dinner table, and uh, well, it is basically for kids because all 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 the kids in the house have their iPads on while having food. So my dad set up this thing up, and now everybody is having their food without their phones mm-hmm. in our house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's it's amazing, isn't it? How how much time we spend on our phones, and um, you know, it's just that this kind of constant kind of scrolling and um uh, did the the review uh, pick up anything around this kind of um this the concerns perhaps around body image particularly yeah that was something that came out um off quite a bit and is that particularly for girls or is it for boys and girls i think from our research Mm. you know we did hear maybe a bit more from girls um, saying, you know, that it was having a negative impact on them. However, we do know that it affects boys too. There's apps out there where you can airbrush on a six-pack and that isn't always obviously made clear that that has been airbrushed on. So, you know, for boys as well, it's a huge issue. I mean, I think body image um, issues affect everyone and it's not limited by gender at all so it's something we need to be wary of affecting both boys and girls equally sure 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 so man you can put the six app on i can't because i have a big massive pack itself <laughs> okay so listeners we've only got a few moments left so if you would like to get any questions or calls in then please do so the telephone number to do that for had is uh, 0158248182 and the mobile number is or whatsapp number is 0777948182 fantastic fantastic so is there any other kind of top tips or suggestions you've got from your research you've obviously done a lot of work in this area that you'd like to share with listeners I think just one thing I would say is, you know, try and have a balanced use of social media. Don't let it take away from aspects of your life which you do really enjoy. Um, Social media can be great and it has so many benefits, but also, you know, too much of anything is a bad thing. And um, when it comes to social media, I think it's just something we need to be aware of our use of. And if something is making us feel bad when we're using it, then I think it's time to step back from it and take a break. Fantastic, fantastic. We just got a message in from a listener saying that the guy that he trains in the gym with spends more time on his phone than he spends working out. <laughs> so uh, I think that's a concern, isn't it? Maybe maybe you should be pushing him a bit further, uh, a few more chin-ups. 
But yeah, uh, I really appreciate That's a nice one, chin up, because your chin is down when you're using phone. Ah, there you go. Very good, very good. <laughs> Neve, I really appreciate you taking time out for this evening to join us uh, from the Royal, representing the Royal Society of Public Health. And uh, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you so much, uh, Neve, for joining us. And, and thank you so much. And hopefully we will have you again on our show in person soon. Sure. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. So far, had quite a mixture, mixed show today. We've got um, we've gone from talking about sleep to talking about social media. Social media, and they they do interact with each other quite yeah, often. Yeah. In a sense that if you if you do not have a proper, uh, if you are very much involved in social media, you will not have a proper night's sleep. And 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 in the first half uh, with uh, with our with our guest uh, um, Lisa, I think. Yep. She mentioned that if you if you do uh, and, uh, if I just do a quick uh, uh, kind of a reflection piece on both sides, I must say that uh, yes, if you do not, if you are if you're if you're spending more time on phone or in social media, especially in the t- night time, you are it's really hard for you to unwind yourself. So yeah, it's it's good to have the unwinding section for yourself and unwind and and relax, and then it will help you to sleep. And same thing goes with social media. Is that you have to have your time uh, where you need to go to the social media to to get the information. But yeah, then there's a downtime should be there as well. Mm, absolutely. And self restraint is most important thing for both of them. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's really interesting that they they rated um, the social media platforms that are worst or or, or not so bad for <laughs> your health. And Instagram coming up there as number one for the the young people. But I I will I will not be surprised because Instagram is like uh, instant instant food instant instant uh event of that particular space and time but hey ho that is what it is um as uh, let's let's look into the next week's uh, show as we are looking towards the end of the show today yeah fantastic so we'll be uh next week we'll be focusing on a healthy ramadan definitely so, uh, inshallah ramadan is fast approaching inshallah alhamdulillah so we will be looking into healthy ramadan and we will be discussing healthy tips of uh what are the best things to do uh before preparing our body for Ramadan and how we can tame ourselves uh, to and ready um, ready our body and mind to do those these long fasts which we will be coming ahead very shortly absolutely so many thanks for Fahad and our guest today uh, if you've missed any of today's show then don't worry you can still catch us online or the Inspire FM page uh, you can listen to the podcast or you can go to the Inspire FM website so uh, from both of us Assalamu alaikum Assalamu alaikum Broadcasting in Luton and surrounding areas and globally on InspireFM.org. This is InspireFM. InspireFM. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at InspireFM.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.